My wife and me, I'll get up my, before I go to bed, I'm walking around. Checking the door, looking out the window. <laughs> Who out there? The dad is supposed to be the last one in the bed, not the day. He's the first one in the bed, the wife. I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't work hard. That's okay. He worked hard. Wife worked hard too. You're supposed to make sure your wife and baby is safe. You don't know who's around. He checked door. The minute time I went and checked door, wasn't long. You know what I'm saying? That's not the wife's job. You the head of the house. Somebody break in the house. What your wife needs you for? You ran out. <laughs> break in the house. Look for the man. He gone. You're all on your own. <laughs> man, in my house, you got to kill me to get them. That's the way I felt. You got to pass me before you hit my babies. That's why mother, that's why a bear will attack you quick, a mother bear, if you come around her little ones. She'd rather die before you let somebody kill them. She's dangerous if you go near a bear and she got a cub. You better move fast. That's a mother protection. She's going to go up against a male to give her life for her little ones. Because you're the provider, you're the protector. You're supposed to watch over. My children may not know. I never I always signed that report card. I never let my wife sign it. When they came home, I said, where's your report card? And if something went wrong, they know. That teacher called me. I was up there in 10 minutes. They had my board of education apply against the seat of knowledge. I had one Kennedy always up there acting crazy in school. And the teacher called and said, I'm going to tell your daddy. My wife be working. She called Reverend Fleming. He up here acting. I go up there and I look through that window and all the kids go laughing. He doesn't see me. They see me. They go to grinning. And when he finally see what they're looking at, he'll see me standing there looking like that. He'll sink down. I said, now take him out there in that backyard of Sandtown, Little Mary School, and you'll hear him hollering all up the place. And I go in there and act fool again. Amen. Because that's our father. I want to see your report card. I want to see what's going on with you. That's when you're watching over what God gave you. You make sure your yard's cut. Make your boys cut the grass too. When I was young, I cut all my own grass and built up my own backyard by myself. I was so excited over my first house. My wife was looking at me night and day, hauling rocks. Building up my back. I was excited over my new home. You know what? You got to, <laughs> I'll be too long. Let me stop. You got to watch over what God has given you. You don't let your children run around naked and half dressed. You as a mother are supposed to make sure they go to school clean. The teacher's looking at them talking about you. Lord. That boy had him bathed all morning. They talking about you, mama. You're supposed to watch over. And that's what a pastor is. I said to all young preachers, you're supposed to watch over your sheep. Not watch them, but watch over them. You're supposed to make sure that when they're working, I don't bother the deacon unless I have to. I call contractor when I need them. I already know they're working. I don't get mad at them if they don't come over here. That's my job. Get an administrator, call people, get Bob on the phone, bring somebody over here and fix it, and you bring me money so I can pay them. 
I don't want you losing your job, D. Pastor said, come over here. And you leaving your job, then I'm mad. Why are you having tired? Man, you got me fired on my job. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, go back over there. <laughs> you supposed to work, but the pastor, when you always need you, that's when he calls. I don't get mad when people say, I got to be with family. I got to do this. I, then I roll my sleeves up. I've been in both churches all week. Nine o'clock in the morning. What? No, no, no. You go on and do what you got. That's what you brought me here for. And if I can't go, I'll pay for it. Then when you give me the money, I can afford it. Amen. That's the way you do, preachers. Some preachers, like the old preacher said, told the pastor, Reverend, you know the door falling down in the church? Dig and see about it and keep going. Say what? Dig and see about it. No, you the pastor, you see about it. Let the deacon see about it. And the door falling down. <laughs> Let the deacon see about it. I'm trying to show you, well, if God is for you, who can be against you? And we're about to leave. I want to show you something. If God is for you, he's watching over you. If God is for you, he's protecting you. If God is for you, you'll hear him speaking. He will speak to you a silent word. God will tell you, you can sense something when God is for you that's not good. God will guide you around things and you will see it. Lord, I saw this. Lord, I, I saw this thing happen. He will, he will lead you in a way that he'll give you a sense when something ain't right. Oh, God is for you. And you got to look back and say, quit thinking about people against you. Quit thinking about these kinfolk. Man, they're just kinfolk. Well, all my kinfolk wouldn't come over. You there. Some of you are going to have something coming up, and you can't enjoy your party from worrying about who didn't come. And the house full. Well, look at all these people here, all the children. Well, how come Billy didn't come? Bump Billy! <laughs> you got all Bubble, Junebug, and Peanut. The house full. And you're going to sit there in misery because Billy didn't come. They're going to tell you, we for you. You got some kinfolk for you. You got some cousins for you. But you won't invite them. Uh-oh. Be kind, and if people feel welcome, they'll come. But they don't feel welcome. Well, why you didn't come? You didn't give me an invitation. Amen. If God is for you, the world can't do you no harm, bro. I don't care about the job loss. He owns them all. I don't care. Look, you must go up and down, but you got to wait till all the days come in. The good and the bad. Now, how in the world? All right. I'll give you two like this. How do you make a cake? And you all out there and bake. I got to go. What you put in a cake? Name the first thing. Flour. Have you ever tasted flour by itself? 
Hot taste. All right, what else? Eat egg by itself, raw. Don't taste good. What else? Flavor by itself. Don't taste good. What else? Sugar, that's all right there. Lord, <laughs> banana, put it But I'm just trying to show you all those ingredients taste bad alone. But when you mix it and put heat to it, It's going to come out working together for good. God take all the lies, all the people after you, all the poverty, all the sickness, all the setback, all the things you did wrong. He'll put all that in a pot and stir it. And in his eyes, you come out a good piece of pound cake. You know why I did it? He's for you. He's taking all the stuff you can't look back. Think about it. He took all that to grow you up. All the stuff, the mistake you had was a growing process. He had to do these things to mature you. He had to let folk hurt you to mature you. He had to let some folk turn against you to wake you up. He had to let you get let down so he can pick you up. My final word on this, if God is for, how you know God is for you? Because of what he did. It's in the text. Three things Jesus did, God did. And I want you to remember this, to let you know he's for you. He let so many things go wrong in your life. But look what God did. Number one, God the Father. Love you so much, he gave his son. God, the son, loved you so much, he died. It's three things I want you to remember. What God did, what he's doing, and what he's going to do.